And now for a taste of things to come. I'm Forrest. It's true. He is Forrest, folks. <laughs> We've established that. He is a walking, wandering, sentient group of trees. <laughs> so I'm an end? Yep. That's just a single tree but, entity. But they didn't make any... I guess they did make video games of Lord of the Rings. So would the Lord of the Rings be a video game movie? Yes. <laughs> we have a guest. We're like a movie video game. There, there he is, is. JD. <laughs> told you. Told you we had a guest. We weren't lying. <laughs> Who said we were? Like Star Trek First Contact. I'll get them all murdered. I'm gonna them. prove it to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Riker sounds like a bitch. <laughs> uh. I am too, first officer on a starship. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe me? Believe it. I do believe <laughs> it. Look at my collar. <laughs> right. I've got three <laughs> dots made of gold because apparently gold isn't worth anything in Star Trek. It's worth fucking rank, apparently. <laughs> it's just for aesthetics, I guess. But it's all—it's never shiny gold. It's always, who cares? It's like buffed. It well it bothers me. <laughs> I always thought it was brass. I care. Yeah, their comm badges are gold too. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. I can see what the seems impractical. Well, that's the point. That money isn't a thing anymore. So yeah, but gold's the weakest of metals. But it's on their insignia, so it's flashy. <laughs> Yet in the show, it's not real gold. It's fucking plastic. So. Video game Boom. movies. Video game <laughs> movies is what we were going to talk about, not Star Trek. Star Trek has a video game movie. Hey, welcome, Josh. <laughs> Hello, Mark. Hi, JD. JD, thanks for coming. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so gay and professional. It drives <laughs> me sucks so bad. I think my favorite video game movie is Goldeneye. Does I, that count? Because that was reverse. I think we established that canon whenever we decided that Lord of the Rings would not be. Right, right. Stay on target. What but, about everything or nothing? Because that's like a reverse of everything. It is a video game. It's a that video game. should have been a movie. But Pierce Brosnan was like, I'm too old for this shit. And he didn't want to do it. And then he did die another day a year later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They just didn't, he didn't, they didn't pay him enough is what it was. I thought that was the end of his contract, everything or nothing at all. Yeah, I thought he got, he got, I thought he, got uh, he was angry about uh, Daniel Craig getting cast in mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Because he was like, motherfuckers, that's my... God my, damn it, that, I'm only 60. I, I could be wrong. I'm James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with the license to kill. Man, they offered him the fucking role, I think, starting in A View to a Kill, and he didn't take it. Huh. Who? Pierce Brosnan. They can't, They tried to cast him before Timothy Dalton was ever even a thing. They almost cast Sam Neill as James Bond. I could have seen that. I've seen his test screening. He, it's actually really good. The he problem does a good is, Bond, huh? He he doesn't look like James Bond at all. Right. Not that Roger Moore does, but but rather, then again, he'd rather be a paleontologist looking for dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> scaring the shit out of little kids. <laughs> I want that job. Look at all of the other Bonds and look at Daniel Craig and tell me he looks like James Bond. Dude, I just watched Spectre the other day, and I've never seen a more James Bond, James Bond. Like, he is so fucking, like, butch looking. He is the most manly of the James Bonds. Yeah, but... Uh, Sean Connery. 
but Bond isn't supposed cause Bond is he's a spy so he has to have the ability to fit in everywhere that's my point though he's like if if they took Arnold Schwarzenegger and and vacuum sealed him into a James Bond suit that's Daniel Craig if they had Schwarzenegger as James Bond, that movie would sell out in theaters. There'd be no seats left. Well, There's too when, much dialogue. Back when theaters too- were a thing. <laughs> There's too much nuance to James Bond. I'm Bond, James Bond! This <laughs> is time! Get to the chopper! Put the cookie down! But he's an international arms dealer. <laughs> he's got knives and exploding weapons. <laughs> I, James, I think my mouth is too big. No, it's the right size for me. <laughs> it's kind of weird that all the old James Bond movies, Bond kind of like if you watch it now, kind of comes off as creepy. But when I was a kid, it was just like, oh, James Bond, he's a poonainer prince. Oh, he just <laughs> girls just throw their panties at him because yeah. he's James Bond. Oh, I was man. fine with it, but in Thunderball, he legit straight up blackmails a chick into banging him. Right. It, it's pretty bad. Well, it's funny because all this happens to Bond and like, I'll help some old lady across the street. And she's like, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Damn, he makes us way too easy looking. I was just trying to help you with your groceries, lady. <laughs> It's that just goes to the times like James Bond back then. Like that was the thing, like watching a man score a woman. That was like that. That was the ultimate guy. That was the ultimate be all to to men. And now it's just like, and now he's a whiny bitch because I had to PC him. Well, I don't think so. I don't think they had to PC him much. Really? Did you see him in Casino Royale? That's very valid. He did court a married man's wife. I mean, (laughs) It, it was definitely a... Uh, just to get info. Yeah. Just to get info. He's just like, meh. <laughs> I love Casino Royale. That's such a good fucking movie. Here, a couple of years ago, I just watched uh, License to Kill for the first time. Like It came on TV. That is my like, all-time... I can't that's, believe you've never a, seen that's that. That's a badass movie. That's my favorite James Bond movie. because it, it might be mine now. Dude, Timothy Dalton does not fuck around. He, yeah. He's my favorite Bond. I'm looking for a shark. A carcadian carcadius. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the real scientific name of a great white? Uh, I think so. Which is also funny, too, because no great white has ever survived captivity. They always die. Because they're like, well, uh, Maybe that's how he knew to tip him off. I'm being caged. <laughs> Did he put giant laser beams on their heads? <laughs> no, but uh, uh, great white doesn't want to be fed. It wants to hunt. <laughs> no, no. Sam Neill's not in this one. Oh, damn. <laughs> Video game movies. I like Mortal Kombat. We need we need a You would have never guessed that you of all people. <laughs> I know. I know. This is Mortal crazy. Kombat. Yeah. That was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was two movies. <laughs> that we've seen. I don't remember seeing those. So JD, uh we I found out just the other day. You know about Mortal Kombat eleven? A little bit, yeah. Well, I, you don't need a whole, a whole lot. But they actually brought in the original cast from the movie to redub them for new scenes in the game. Mortal Kombat 11, it's a fighting game. Oh, oh, yo, oh. They jump and punch each other. <laughs> jump kicks a move. Jump kicks a move. Uh, yeah, they got Christopher Lambert. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yes, yeah, because he's, he's French. He's <laughs> Le Francais. You know, there's a bit of a depressing thought, but Sean Connery was originally cast as Raiden, so I wonder how they would have done that. He just would have been a Brit then. He's Scottish, thank you. Um, 
But yeah, they brought back the Bridget Nelson. Bridget. <laughs> What'd you say? I was like, part of the Empire. <laughs> uh, uh, Linda Nashby and, well, you, you know they brought back Shang Tsung. Yeah, no one, okay. no one can pronounce his name, but yeah, I know who he Carrie, is. Carrie uh, Kaguigi Tagawa. Yeah, something like that. Wow. I think it's Hiroyuki Tagawa, but... It should rhyme with his real name anyway, so close enough. <laughs> how how on earth... Like, it, it makes me wonder, like, these are characters that they haven't played in so long. Like, Christopher, of all people... Christopher struggles a bit, not because he can't deliver the lines, because he has to deliver someone else's lines. They're written... He, he says all the same lines that the old Raiden said. But now he redubs them. So some of them sound a little weird coming out of his mouth. But when he's talking to the other cast members, I feel like they had them do new lines for that connection. I know they did for Johnny and Sonya, because mm-hmm. they make references to the movie that only those two could pull off. Mm-hmm. So, And they have like two, uh, ten intros together. Why didn't they get Robin Chow, you think? Because he was in uh, JD's favorite movie of all time, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such an amazing movie. <laughs> with her, like, uh, I don't know, Lotus Blast or whatever the fuck it was. She fights a lesbian one time. Doesn't matter. She, why does she have to be a lesbian? Can't she just be a woman? You you <laughs> watch that scene and you tell me she's just a woman. Two two women fought. Two Two women. Two women had a fight. While making out and feeling each other up. And one happened to be a lesbian. I don't know. <laughs> That's why Thunderdome's sexist, because it's two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you don't not, know, not two persons. You don't know Master Blaster's uh, sexual orientation? Yeah, I do, because he was quirky from Life Goes On. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nailed Master it. Blaster Blaster. I just like how whistles are his... Weakness? Yeah. He reads too much venom. That's got to be it. He's a Spider-Man fanatic. They killed a guy just because he had a lisp. (laughs) Do you know if like Paul Anderson had anything to do with the uh, with what's going on with Mortal Kombat now, or is it just the video game side of it? What do you mean? I don't know if they had to contact him for like. Oh, I doubt it. I don't think he holds any legal precedence over anything. Um, they are the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Paul W. Yep. <laughs> I roll. I saw it. <laughs> God damn, he's making some shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, but Mortal Kombat's still good, though, somehow. I almost took a I, I, of A couple years ago, I, I, I brought over Death Race. Yep. Remake. Yeah. Yeah. Josh watch it. It's, man, I, I know how he feels about Paul Anderson. And I kind of feel the same way. I was like, dude, I know how you feel about this guy, <laughs> but you got to check this movie out. Well, Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson, he did Event Horizon, and that's one of my yeah, all time yeah. favorite movies. So he's not. He's not inept. He just has a wife that he likes to show off. He does really good if he has an original idea or something with a little bit of source material. <laughs> but when you show up, they it's like that he goes to these people. He's like, hey, I want to take this whole universe that exists in the hearts and minds of fans. And I want to take a piss on and it. And I'm going to rub my dick all over it. And I'm going to throw my <laughs> wife in it. And she's going to be like the super... Dude, she'll be a star. She, she is a star. It's funny because he, he just looks at her and goes, uh, that... Did anybody call you, or did did you go try out for any auditions this week? And she's like, no. And he goes, oh, I guess I got another movie we can make. <laughs> Want to do Monster Hunter World? Yeah. Now, which which uh, move, which uh, Resident Evil movies did he do? And he did he did the first one. Paul uh, he he was producer in all of them. Yeah. He, he, directed, he directed the, first, the one. first one, not the second one. I think he directed the third one and the last one. Okay. 
Hmm. I only saw the first one and the second one. I only saw bits and pieces of... He may have directed Afterlife, actually. I can't remember. Mark's typing on his magical device. I'm looking up facts. It's called a computer. Indeed, a kiss. Computer. But uh, they're actually remaking the Mortal Kombat movie. I heard something about that, yeah. I have not. This is news to me. Really? They actually just finished filming, like, uh, summer? What the fuck? or something? Holy shit. I saw the dude who plays Shao Kahn. You you remember... uh, I forget I am a hermit. The Protector. Tony Jaw? Yeah, Tony Jaw. I love Tony Jaw. Oh, me too. He's not in it. You remember the... <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, the big hulking duty fights at the end? Yeah. With the fucking elephant tusks? That's Shao Kahn. Okay. okay. He's not really an actor, but I can... If they dub him, I can deal with it. Okay. I, he'd be fine dubbed. He directed Resident Evil. He directed... Afterlife. Those are five hundred dollars okay. sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> and Retribution. Oh, okay, Retribution. And Final Chapter. Okay, so. I haven't seen Final Chapter, but I did watch a review of it. It was either Movies with Mikey or Good Bad Flicks or something. And because I remember you told me, I was bitching about it. Oh yeah. So just watching the review of it, I was like, wow, what a fucking steaming pile of shit. Too yeah. much shaky cam, and it does not. It doesn't. It sets up canon that it doesn't even follow. It's mm-hmm. it's weird to see his his direct directorials here because it's Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, not bad, Soldier. Yes, he, he fucking did, did Soldier. Yes, Holy he did. Fucking shit, I forgot. I love Soldier. And yeah, because he was the one who's like, yeah, we said it in the Blade Runner universe. And then Resident Evil, and then AVP. I don't know how I forgot about Alien vs Predator. I have, a, I have a soft spot for AVP. Mm-hmm. I think it's all, it's all right. It's I not, enjoy the fuck out of it, to be honest. It's yeah. not terrible. I mean, the last act kind of falls apart, but everything before that's great. To well, me. you ha- you have to look at those movies clearly as if they're like fan fiction. Oh, that's fan <laughs> fiction. That's what you right. have to do. You have to go, oh, some fan with a lot of money was able to coerce someone into <laughs> letting him make his pet project. Well, I mean, Part two is horrible, though. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, part yeah. two just sucks. Part yeah. two, the thing that pissed me off the most is... that you is, can't see it. No, the nerdy guy almost got the girl... <laughs> and before before he gets to tap it, she gets killed by a predator. Yep. It, not even on purpose. He's just throwing his disc at an alien, and it just happens to nail her to the wall. And I was like, fuck. One thing I did kind of appreciate uh, about a AVP Requiem was that it kind of subverted your expect- expectations because all the characters were almost set up to be like the lone survivor at the end, but they, all of them got right, killed. Almost all of them kicked the bucket. That's good, though. That's yeah, good, because yeah. it keeps you on your toes. One thing that AVP2 Requiem did right was uh, the Predator himself. Wolf is his name. That is a badass fucking Predator. I like him. He's, he's all got, scarred. His face is all fucked up. He's shredded. He's got a badass whip. He does what not gets me shit. is, he, so it's like he's sitting in his own little private telescope back on the home <laughs> world. And he's just like, do, 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 do. Oh, fuck, aliens on Earth. <laughs> he don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? I, he, well, didn't, he didn't tell his landlord, like, hey, I'll be back. I'm going to Earth to kill some aliens. That's what I like about it, though. The first movie, you have three younglings. They're being sent there to hunt their first kills. Part two sends a fucking veteran, and he just tears ass. He's like, fuck, the newbies didn't make it. All right, <laughs> let me clean up their fucking mess. All right, where's the Pred alien? I'll take it. Did you like the Pred alien, JD? Did you like that twist? Eh. Man, I'm kind of neutral on it. I'm kind of the same way. It's in some of the games. 
it's the final boss of the AB, AVP mm-hmm. video game for uh, the Predator side, I think. Yeah. I think the tease at the end of the first one was better than the whole sequel. Just disagree. <laughs> right. Let the, it be. The idea was better than the execution. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that probably are really good on paper. <laughs> Or just teased, like, oh my god, that's so cool, and then do not make a sequel based on that. That always drives me nuts. It's crazy that Wes Anderson not only has had... Wes Anderson? Yeah, had his hand in Mortal Kombat. Paul W.S. Anderson. Right. Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, DOA, which was a video game movie. Yep, yep. Uh, He didn't direct a couple of those, aren't there? There's DOA. I think. You're just going over his... Directorials, okay. Well, I, I, I'm just going over his what he's also produced too and re- wrote on. Um, he's also wrote a lot on the Resident Evil series movies, and now he's doing Monster Hunter. But yet, all the movies that he's been a part of, like they take such a sidestep from the original movie or the original theory of the game that it's no longer like it's not even you can't even really set it in the same universe. No. Uh, real quick, one thing that does piss me off about the original AVP. Do you remember why the Predator decides to hunt in uh, the jungle and in the city? He's looking for the ultimate warrior. Well, that, but it's also heat. Heat draws the Predator. Why the fuck do they go to Antarctica? That's where they wrecked. <clears throat> I thought that was where the ship wrecked. It wasn't like they landed there. No, they they went there to hunt the predators, or the aliens. The pyramid they're in was built specifically for hunting. Right. Well, the point was, hundreds of thousands of years ago, Antarctica used to be a jungle. So that's where the temple was. But over time, the Earth climate changed. Pangea. So so it moved. (laughs) Just drop a big science word and be like, Pangea, bitch! And then I'm gone. I'm out. Ghost. So they still go there because that's where the temple's at. But yes, I understand... It's just a minor nuisance to me. It, but once it's again, enough. it's about when everyone wants to write their own story, uh-huh. and you're like, it doesn't fit the main canon. So it's like, oh, well, this is a, this is a separate tribe, yeah, and this is their own way of this pyramid that was built when Pangaea was still a thing is somehow a mix of every pyramid that's ever been built. <laughs> I buy it. It's also Whatever. a moving death trap contraption maze that's based on yeah, I like every that. ten minutes. It's ridiculous. I like how uh. Predator 2 came out and everyone's like oh it's see good this movie sucks it's not nearly as good as the first one dude Whatever. Predator 2 is my just, fucking favorite and just in years go by and everyone thinks oh Predator's cool Predator 2 not so much and all the new Predator movies came out uh huh and everyone's like you know Predator 2 is pretty good yeah Predator 2 wasn't bad now that, now that they've thrown fucking monkey shit at the walls and see what stick <laughs> we've decided you know what Danny Glover did alright I love Predator 2 I've always loved it it's my favorite by bar none <clears throat> I've seen it Your move, before pussy face. I've seen the original one I remember it Me coming too. out yep. and watching it first, and going back and watching the other one. I'm like, man, this one is pretty good. But I always like Predator Two more. Just I think just because of that, it it just feels to me that the first Predator is an Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, not a Predator movie. In in a sense, yeah. Do you remember JD? Did you ever know who was supposed to be the Predator first? Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Jean Claude in a lobster suit. Yeah, fucking <laughs> mantis so lobster thing. Isn't it ridiculous that someone had the balls to stand up and like, hey, this is not a good idea. Because <laughs> that movie would have just been another shitty sci-fi uh-huh. film 
with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I bet if Arnold would have seen what they were going to do with the fucking lobster suit, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he'd be like, never, no, never mind. <laughs> I thought they actually Pass. got Jean-Claude in the suit at one point. They yeah, may yeah, have. Yeah. yeah. There's there's footage. In the, in the Predator suit? I only saw... Yeah. Oh. He, he was in the Predator suit at some point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think his big problem was that, well, they can't see my face and I don't get any lines, so how are they going to know it's me? Right. You know, the Judge Dredd thing. Right. Well, the guy's the, really short, kind of short, the too. The guy, Kevin Peter Hall played Predator. He's like 6'9". Oh, right, yeah. he's, he's a monster. I think he was like 7'2". Yeah. He's yeah. Andre size. Didn't he break his leg or something like that while they were filming? Like, there was a jump that he had to make, and he ended I up getting hurt. I think that was Predator 2. Was it? I think. It's so I think it was when they were running across rooftops. Okay. There was a part where I thought in the first, well, maybe it is the second one, but he makes like a six-foot jump down. And landed, could be. landed wrong and ended up breaking something. That might be it. I wonder how heavy that suit was anyway. God. I don't know. I could only imagine. And seeing out of it, too. Like, seeing out of it and then having to be not necessarily acrobatic, but you you definitely have to have some kind of dexterity to go with it. There is a whole cosplay group that focuses on Predators, the Yaucha. And they make their own homemade Predator costumes that I swear to fucking God are movie quality. Oh, I know it. I've seen them. They are so amazing. Oh, they're so good. Th- that's just ridiculous. If someone's like, you know what? I love this fucking movie. I love the Predator. I think that's fucking cool as hell. I'm I want to be a Predator. I'm going to spend the next five years of my life making latex fucking suits in my basement. <laughs> I can't wait till 20 years from now when they find them as these horrendous looking. Have you ever seen the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie theater? Those the th- poor suits. Yeah, the 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 ones that they used on set. And how they're all like shriveled mangled. up, and they look like demonic, uh, melted fuck. Ninja Turtle that's faces. That'd be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy as fuck looking. I'd watch it. T U R T L E. Oh my god, what is that? <laughs> Power. I don't give that a nine point nine five. All right, JD. Ninja, ninja, rap. He did it. That's all I wanted from him. You can go all now. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Gamer D. Or, uh... <laughs> Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Podcast. Uh, all right, video game movies now. Double Dragon. I know you quit interrupting, asshat. <laughs> I know you had some things you wanted to definitely t- topics you wanted to discuss on that. Yeah, there or some uh, bullet points. Well, generally speaking, video game movies aren't very high no. art quality. <laughs> mo- they're they're, more they're cash li- grabs. Oh, uh-huh. well, they're they're guilty pleasures to me. I, I love okay. I love okay. watching them. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good. Even though it's it, a complete departure from any known canon. Such fucking crap. And I love the casting. <laughs> I mean, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. They Bob Hoskins almost died like five times on that fucking <laughs> well, set. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you're drinking the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you're fucking alcoholic trying to film an action, a somewhat action movie. And uh, Daisy, played by Samantha Mathis, she, mm-hmm. she reminded me of hot. my ex-girlfriend from back in the day. So gotcha. I thought she oh, oh, there you go. A big crush on so her. So you drool on her all the time. Yeah. Oh, Princess Peach, I'll come <laughs> save you. <laughs> Plus, the set design's fucking amazing, dude. No lie. No lie. And I don't... I mean, it doesn't look like Mario, but yes, I agree. Yeah. Who, play, who played Bowser again? Dennis Hopper? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. I love him in that. I love his cornrows. He's so over the top, as the, but only an actor of his caliber. You know what I mean? He delivers it. There's a professionalism to his lines, but there's also the silliness and over-the-topness, but you can tell it's tempered 
by his acting skill, his acting chops. And then when he's got that eye patch on, he sends out the smokers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wrong Dennis Hopper movie. (laughs) No, but it's the same character. I know. (laughs) It's the same fucking character. Mario has water worlds. It's true. (laughs) It's the same fucking character. And if you remember, there's an end credit scene in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Where they show Yoshi? No, No, uh, it's like uh, the two doofuses from the movie are like, Nintendo approaches them and says, "We want to make a video game based on your exploits." <laughs> oh, I'm not. I didn't the, fucking know the that. Super Koopa cousins or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, I do not. Iggy and Spike. Holy shit! I thought those two were great too. Both when they were the, the dumbasses, and later when they got evolved and became super <laughs> geniuses. Yes, that was pretty they good. Were, they were funny both in both both <laughs> instances. I concur. Which one of those guys was in Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2? Pop quiz. Uh, I, don't I don't remember. I don't know, but it's the the skinnier one. Because he, he played the Indian dude in part one and two. And I'm seeing all the movies he's Wouldn't in. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Right. And I'm like, he's not even Indian. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget that. I'm like, oh my God, that guy I don't was know the, I don't even know the actor's name. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. looking it Never up, folks. Then. Do it. <laughs> I, he was also in Friends. Is the same one. Do it. Unlimited knowledge on the laptop. Uh, we were actually talking about it, I think, last podcast, but did you know some of the original facts or the original scripts of what Mario was going to be? No, what? So they had Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> lined up to play Koopa. Okay. Tom Hanks was lined up to be Mario. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and that's the, like three quarters of the budget right there, <laughs> <laughs> or all the budget. I mean, good point. Fisher take, Stevens is the guy's okay, name. Okay, Fisher Stevens. Who's, I just, ta- who's taking a pay cut on that movie? <laughs> John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, but yeah, and the original script was going to it was going to be the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario and Luigi were going to go there, and they were going to stop Bowser from getting some kind of crown of invincibility. It sounds more Mario, but less entertaining. I don't know. There's also a sequel that was they teased at the end of that movie, which of course <laughs> never happened. But I don't right. think that was ever actually planned. Years ago, I saw there's a website dedicated to what the movie. Oh yeah, would have been like what, okay. the, what the plot would have been. I could I can't remember anything about it now, but I remember reading about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds pretty interesting. Too bad they never did it. Well, it was I neat because I remember at the end of the movie, Princess Peach kicks open their door and she's got a gun. And she's like, I need your help. Yep. It doesn't. Uh, Mario or Bob Hoskins, he says something like, I'll get my belt or something like that. Yeah, he's like, I got my tool belt. And he's like, uh, will you believe me? Oh, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I Damn. have to know how drunk he was because his eyes were glistening. <laughs> <laughs> I thought him and John Leguizamo were both. They yeah, were. I think they were. They, they, were, they were sharing I, bottles of vodka, I think. I could be wrong about that. They're going around wearing T-shirts saying something about how the directors suck or something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had T-shirts made. Uh, yeah. They called they called them the cunt and the cow. Yeah, there was a lot of fucking... That's... Dude, like, how do you get away with that shit? Well, You're okay. Bob fucking you Hoskins, you bitch. That, right? <laughs> Are you and Roger Rabbit? I, I was going to say that. Like, motherfucker, I worked against... I was the first guy to act against a character that wasn't even there. <laughs> And now I'm, di- I'm acting against directors that aren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sh- so much drama on the set of Mario. Well, okay. So for one, one of the big horror stories is uh, a director looked at an extra and was like, mm, you're not dirty enough. So then threw hot coffee on him. And from his point of view, he was like, the coffee was already cold and those weren't burns. <laughs> like, are you serious? 
Those it's weren't. It's not, it's not a burn if it's not third degree. They weren't. Those weren't <laughs> screams of pain. Okay. It was just really cold. That's those all. were screams of joy. He was so happy to be in the movie. <laughs> it was a tiny blister. <laughs> what I want to know is what fucking extra was that? Because tell me what extra looks like they have coffee all over them. I I don't know. Pop quiz, motherfucker. So what do you do? Bob Hoskins <laughs> did Super Mario Brothers in '93. He had already done Hook. He had already done Roger I Rabbit. He was in Hook. Yeah, he had already He's done Smee. some Shmee, hellaciously yep. awesome big budget movies. Uh-huh. And they approach him with Super Mario Brothers and say, and and ask him to do it. Why the fuck did he do it? Because they had a different script at the time. Uh, those directors weren't even there when he was hired. Like you, mm-hmm. you look at the set list that this dude has done. Uh-huh. Like he's done some hellacious work, and it's not like he's been in like a movie or two. It's you keep scrolling, and, uh-huh. and then you get to the end of where he started, like in the seventies. Dude, he was in Spice World. That's the end all be all movie. <laughs> and he was in Son of the Mask. He was also in The Wall. He was a uh, really yeah. He was Pink's manager in that. Yep, the Pink Floyd movie. That's awesome. I have the album for that. Can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. That's true. You can't have any pudding if you don't <laughs> eat your meat. If you ever have you ever watched The Wall? I have not, unfortunately. It is the album is fucking good though. But the album's great, but the movie is something else. Mm-hmm. Like it I'm is I'm not even sure what it's about. It well, it's about the fame. It's about one man going from a childhood growing up without a father, uh becoming famous and how all that correlates back together. He's got an overprotective mom. Um, just everything correlates, so he starts to build a wall. The mm-hmm. wall, of course. And he builds it around himself, and he keeps everybody else out, and he starts to become unhuman in a way. Um, and he takes a radical turn. Uh, all of it blew into the wall was made because when they were on stage one time, he had a fan try to get on stage or do something, and he spat on them. Roger Waters did. And Roger Waters realized, like, ooh, like, he got to thinking about that, and it really affected him. He's like, I spat on somebody while I was on stage. And that actually ended up turning into the story of The Wall. And that's why, like, for the longest time, he did, like, that, he did The Wall tour. Just him, by himself, no Pink Floyd. Hmm. And it was because he... It was because of him that the story of the wall existed. Um, and the movie kind of takes, like, you know, there's some flourishment of, like, mental anguish, mm-hmm. uh, hang-ups in life and stuff like that. Even but from all- the album, you can hear that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the album does just as good a job as the movie does. And the movie is really good about setting the tone for, like, where he was mentally at that time. Because, I mean, it you can see mental anguish and mental breakdown to the point where it's like, you know, this isn't a sane person, and he's on stage. And they also battled with that because their original lead singer, Sid, he had a breakdown. He really had his own breakdown, and that's the reason why he left Pink Floyd. He mentally could not handle it. He, he It just, he it broke him. It honestly broke him. So they, they went from... You know, being on top and and being kind of revolutionary in a way, because if you listen to Pink Floyd when Sid was still there, what albums did he make? Uh shit, Amagama, um, Saucerful of Delight. the The first few albums that they did, like all the way up to before Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon was the pinnacle. I'm glad you said that because that's the only I've only heard Dark Side on. 
and that's where they change. The original, it's more like groovy, funky. It's something different. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And I know people that like pre pre Roger Waters taking the lead. Um, well, I I can't. I shouldn't say that, but pre the the early Pink Floyd and the rest of Pink Floyd, and after Roger Waters started kind of taking over that spot, uh, it all changed. It all the whole, whole like it turned into like a psychedelic, more yeah. psychedelic. The original <clears throat> was psychedelic in a, in a way, but whenever Roger Waters started becoming kind of like the lead for them, it it totally changed for them. They went more astral sounding, I should say. I got gotcha. you. So I have a question. Well, it's a, it's a joke, and you can feel free to cut this out, but what do uh, Pink Floyd and Princess Diana have in common? They both hit the wall? Their last great hit was the wall. Oh. Actually, the final cut, oh. was, final cut was pretty good. <laughs> but stop, start all over. <laughs> <clears throat> that joke's about 30 years too old anyway. I heard in high school, and I laughed my fucking yeah. ass off. Oh, shit. I had a, there was a friend of mine, Morgan Simmers, who was just obsessed with Pink Floyd at the time. Which album was that? I, I think it was Pink Floyd. Did they associate with uh, The Wizard of Oz? Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. You're supposed to hit it as soon as the lion makes the second yep. roar. Mm-hmm. Second lines roar hit play. Which I've done. It's uncanny. Dude, it's absolutely fucking uncanny. When the twister is doing its thing and great gig in the sky, my favorite Pink Floyd song is playing. It is unfucking believable And when Alice opens the door... Uh, Dorothy. To, Dorothy. Or, <laughs> Sorry. Same movie, but... <laughs> a different mythical character. Anyway, when Dorothy opens the door, the clocks start going off. Like, the, when it turns to color, like, as soon as she opens the door, time kicks in. Yes. And, like, all the clocks start chiming and binging and bonging. And it... it though, those two moments when the whirlwind's going on and the door opens up, the rest of it doesn't really... Uh, brain damage playing during the Scarecrow's dance is pretty good. But, I mean... Nothing hits quite like those two moments on that. Yeah, w- once the album plays through fully, mm-hmm. then it stops syncing. It doesn't sync anymore. Yep. At least what I remember from well, when I've uh, seen it. You can play it over and it still kind of fits, but and apparently Roger Waters is like, uh, that wasn't on purpose. We didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the uh the leather bound uh editions of the Wizard of Oz books. Oh, that's badass. I, I think you were there actually. We went to uh Evansville, the Evansville Mall. Had, yeah. Okay. Had oh, wow. There. Yeah, that was yeah. years ago. I remember. Yeah, a long time ago. Yep. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I read the first one, mm-hmm. which is way different than the movie. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty psychedelic in and of itself. Uh, you actually got me into Return to Oz, J.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did not especially care for it the first time I heard of it, but then that, when I watched Return it. Return to Oz is much more accurate to... Original novelization of the Wizard of Oz. Okay, yeah, it's, it's got the Gnome King and uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, the, the Jack Jack Lantern thing. Yeah, it was in the, the is in the original book, I think. It was Frank Frank Baum. Was that the Hell Frank Baum? Okay, yeah, yeah. See, what's funny is is my fiance her favorite movie is the Wizard of Oz, and she's got all sorts of and I never ever think about the Wizard of Oz. It's not it's not one of those that sticks out in my mind, except for the fact of it being. You know, a technical marvel for its time, especially the transitioning from black and white to color, which it wasn't the first color movie by any stretch of the imagination. No, uh, but you know what? It was. Uh, it were, it originally was not in color. They didn't add that till a couple years later, because not all theaters could handle color. Color, right? But 
But the the exact marveling of well, actually, the films take the colors. All they'd have to do is project the light, probably back then, because they still had old projectors back then. Yeah, it was just a reel that shined the light. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like even the the transition from black and white to color that that was a bit of a you know a marvel of its own. Especially she's opening the door and everything's in color. Mm-hmm. But the the set pieces, the choreography, the Makeup, everything like that. Tin Man was allergic to his makeup. Uh, the original Tin Man was. Yeah. There was a whole fucking thing about Tin Man. The guy who played Scarecrow was supposed to play Tin Man because the original guy was allergic to the makeup, so they changed the makeup, but they cast someone else anyway, and then Jack Haley gets involved. It's a whole fucking ordeal. It's it's insane, the production that they went through for that one film. Uh, and they went through several directors, too. Uh on top of that, that was the first musical that they had their actors move while singing. Like, they'd had dance numbers, but never dance numbers and singing at the same time. I forget the name of the director, but... Victor... I can't remember. Victor yeah, he... something. <clears throat> yeah, he we'll also did uh, Gone with the Wind. Okay. So for, yes. like, for decades, that this guy had the top two grossing right, movies Right, right. He, he was fucking riding high. <laughs> Holy shit. I've heard, even if you adjust for inflation, that... Gone with the Wind is still the highest grossing Oh, wow. Movie. That would be fucking crazy. Frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, my dear. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, you fucked up, <laughs> bitch. Well, I'm sorry. JD's not as dear to me. <laughs> Victor Fleming is his Fleming, name. Fleming, yeah. I want to say Victor Hugo, but that's the guy who wrote Phantom of the Opera oh, and Hunchback. So, anyway, there are no video yeah. games based on Wiz- Well, yeah, there is, actually. Dude, the one on Super NES is fucking awesome. Tin Man gets an axe, and he just lays into people. But he can't jump. Lay into him. <laughs> the angry he, video game nerd did a video on the Wizard of Oz. He he hates that game. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what. Uh, well, it's hard as hell. But he hates a lot of games. Yeah, that's, kind of, <laughs> that's, that's a shtick. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. That guy is more important to film than you realize because he also directed Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in Forty One. No shit. Damn. Yep. Gone with the Wind, The Wizard of Oz, The Great Waltz. He's uncredited, but he helped direct it. But yeah, that's another one of those that. A Star is Born, the original, mm-hmm. 1937. He's unaccredited. That guy has got a lot more chops than people realize, I guess. Because he's got some hellacious movies yeah, under Yeah, no his. shit. With a list like that? Well, yeah. you know, he died rich. Well, that's not always true. That's not... Yeah, I was going to say, back then, they they didn't always pay them the best. I feel so bad for a uh, uh, chick who played Dorothy. What's her name? God damn it. We should know this. Liza Minnelli's her daughter. Fuck, what is her Judy name? Garland. That's yeah, it. Oh, man. They basically had her hopped up. Yeah, well, yeah, and she was 16 when they when they filmed it. Uh, her whole life after that movie is fucked. Yeah. Apparently, no, never mind, I ain't gonna get on that. But, good times. Was it the fame? Uh, it's It was partially the fame. She loved that she was in Wizard of Oz, and every time she sang her, because she was a musician too, every time she sang, she always ended her shows with... Uh, over, over the, the rainbow. rainbow, okay. But it was a mix of the fame being used by producers. Right. Being, because they basically got her hooked on drugs and said, we'll pay you money and we'll give you drugs if you keep working for us. So she right. was trapped. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah. Well, back then, definitely. I still do it. Well, back then, definitely. Pretty, I heard a pretty charming story, actually, about her and uh, the actor who played the Cowardly Lion. Mm-hmm. They were some some Hollywood party or something like that. And this was years after Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a whole bunch of people there, and Dorothy and the guy who played the lion, they were, they were 
or Judy Garland, the guy who played, played uh, Burt Lars, his name. They started, you know, dancing, and like everyone else there, just kind of stood back and just kind of watched. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Her daughter married the Tin Man's son, I think. Isn't it freaking crazy how? Why do you know so much about this movie? Do you really want to know the answer to that? Question? Do you know who no, Forrest no, is, right? Mind. You've known this guy his whole okay. life. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm, repository <laughs> for useless knowledge. I know things I'm not even mentioning. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you read the book, motherfucker? <laughs> the first one, yeah. I couldn't get past the, okay, the okay. next fifty-eight of them. All right, yeah. Me, me neither. <laughs> The Wicked Witch is nowhere near as cool in the book. She's like, hey, I'm here, by the way. Go kill that bitch. And then she's dead, and it's like, hooray. And they had a witch for every uh, yeah, direction whole, of the compass. Yep. Yeah. North, south, east, and west. Every point. <clears throat> Which, that's what they were trying to do with the Disney of uh, the Disney version, right? I give Sam Raimi all the credit in the world, but that movie is kind of crap. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't it, care for it either. It's not even for his direction. He directed it fucking damn near flawlessly. It's all... To me, it's all James Franco and the story of the fucking Wicked Witch. Really? she She's a girl who was in love, but he's like, oh, I'm not really who you think I am. And then she becomes a Wicked Witch. That's the most retarded thing for one of the coolest Yeah, villains. Mila Kunis. Yeah. And yeah. Her, her own tears burn her. She has a great voice for it, but she's just too recognizable for, to mm-hmm. really pull that character off, I think. You need someone more unknown for me to really buy into that Wicked Witch character. Uh, The original... More, more Wizard of Knowledge, more Wizard of Oz knowledge for you. The original witch was supposed to be hot as fuck. I cannot remember her name, but she was very famous at the time. And her makeup is actually really cool. She's not green, but you see her in the outfit, and she, she's, she's hot. I always wanted to see the play Wicked. That uh, deals with the two sisters, but I never did. I have the book, and I, I know some of the music from the play. The book is dark. I like dark. Wizard of Oz yeah, is one yeah. of those things that I I've always kind of liked the original movie. Like it's one of those I could watch it once a year and I'm fine with it. Uh but it's not something that I that has always overly appealed to me and I I get it's the same reason, you know, Star Wars is not everyone's thing. Mm-hmm. It you know, it Wizard of Oz is just not JD, my right. bag. Um the, but only, that, the only wizard to me is the kid that with autism that went across the United States. That's true. That, that is so true. The power glove is so I bad. need to watch that one again. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> shit, it's a shitty movie, but i got to watch it again. <laughs> Dude, but, it has Mario 3 in it. Fred Savage. True. But the the way that they kind of took... They took something that was kind of timeless like that. I mean, it is. It, the original Wizard of Oz, in a way, is timeless. Mm-hmm. And they've made Oz. They made... Uh, the return. They've they, they've done the this. Wiz. They made ten. The man. Wiz. That's the, the one I'm thinking of. The Wiz with Michael Jackson. And the one thing where he doesn't dance. Oz the Great and Powerful is the other one that they did. Like they they try to try to capture something like that, and you will never do it. No, they it's, always it's impossible. They always came short. So there's a bit of a problem with. I should shut up. Okay, yes, I see you there, board. <laughs> no, uh, so Sam Raimi had to do the Oz, but Disney bought the rights to that. But Disney did not have the license to use the likenesses of MGM characters. So they had More to props. change. They, they couldn't use yeah. like ruby slippers. Yeah. So they had to change everything in the fucking thing Fuck. to reflect that. That's why it's not as good as it should be. Because MGM still had the license and wouldn't give it up. And you know what's funny is Disney are the ones who pushed for longer licensing. So they fucked themselves out of that. I thought Warner Brothers held the, ro- the rights to... <clears throat> no, it's MGM. 
uh, at the moment, well, the, I don't the know. Wiz- the Wizard of Oz in general, it's, it's public domain. Yeah. But the... Sorry, my arms. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, no. You raised your hand. We were like, Hi, what like, the hell? Do you want to high five? Yes, Mark? But yeah, anybody can make a movie of Wizard of Oz. Okay. You to pay nothing. It's just that the certain... The iconic yep. Yeah, the ruby symbols. slippers. Because um, they're silver in the book. You can't make anything that resembles the movie too much, the original movie. I'm amazed they got away with making Mila Kunis the way they did. Because she, she's not a perfect one-to-one of... of uh, the original, but damn, she's similar enough to me. Well, it was enough for she made a transformation too. That's mm-hmm. probably enough for them to say, like, well, she wasn't originally a witch. She was, you know, the other one was born a witch. This one, she transforms into this witch. Okay. Pop quiz for us in the novel. What were Dorothy's slippers made of? I don't know what they were made of, but I know they were silver. Okay. Keanu Reeves skin. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I was hoping I could stump you. I yeah. don't think I don't think you're gonna stump his ass. <laughs> Good try though. Good, because I, I I didn't know that at all. Another Dennis right. Hopper movie. Here yep. we are again. Yep. Dennis Hopper. We can't get away from him. Pop quiz. What name was on the inside of the actor who played the Wizard of Oz's jacket? I have no idea. L. Frank Baum. Okay. He they went through the props department and accidentally found L. Frank Baum's jacket, and they're like, "Well, fuck, we got to use it now." That's crazy. Well, we'll get back on topic. JD started us off with uh, Super <laughs> Mario Brothers, and we ended up on Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? Damn. <laughs> That's how it always goes. That's how it always goes. Uh, one, one thing I do want to touch on with the Super Mario Brothers movie is like, yeah, I think it could have been, and it wouldn't have saved the movie to make it you know quality or nothing, but it would have been really <laughs> cool if at some point near the end, like a Mario goes to rescue his girlfriend or whatever, and he has to jump through like a brick floor. Just to, something. Like, yeah, like... Right. And as he just jumps up and explodes through a floor and gets his, saves his girlfriend from... And it even makes the same... From Dennis Hopper or something. The same brick noise from the game? <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be stupid. <laughs> or that, if he's banging that, on something, and then it goes, ba-ding, something. <laughs> Give us some Mario here. It's a gold coin. Anything, please. The references ah, there was in that a movie coin are so stuck weird. In like, they have the, the boots that make him jump higher. Okay, I can deal with that. But they're powered by bullet bills? What? Yeah, I mean... Okay, and we've discussed this before, too. I understand that when you take something from a source material and you try to transfer it to the new media of film, not everything is going to fit. Fair enough. But still, the fact that so many things were changed. And changed in weird ways. Yeah, in odd, odd ways. You also have to think, too. Like, in when they were making this movie, like, CGI wasn't really mainstay yet so all the effects for the most part were practical mm-hmm. so they had to practically figure out a way to turn bob hoskins and jale guazamo into these two guys that run through a make-believe land smashing bricks and knocking on coin blocks mm-hmm. and try to make it some tangible story all because they wanted to coin in on a f- popular ip right and so they they flipped it on its side and didn't they missed the mark completely? But it's it's one of those movies I still I'll I'll watch it if it if it pops up, but I don't go looking for it usually. I actually unfortunately do go looking for it. I know people, uh, <laughs> I, and I get that. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be in a mood to watch it, but I'm in that mood quite frequently. <laughs> it, it, it's like watching MST3K for me. Very much so. Yeah. It's it's you want that level of schlock, but you want to be able to laugh a little bit with it too. Oh yeah. I still love that movie, even for all of its flaws. 
we didn't really cover Resident Evil too depth. You, we were starting to <clears throat> go down the uh, Anderson train. Well, you want the rabbit hole, you're, you're going to get it, because I, I have more useless knowledge. I've got a shovel and dirt, dude. I want to bury that <laughs> rabbit hole. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ha- you ever notice all the uh, Alice in Wonderland references? With Alice? No. With Alice, her going to a strange place, them experimenting on white rabbits, there being a constant timer. Yeah, that he wanted to make okay, Alice in Wonderland in the Resident Evil universe. He did it. He actually dialed it back. Because there was going to be characters named White Rabbit. They were all going to have code names from... It's so stupid. Hmm. It still is. Oh, it still it still is. <laughs> the, the first Resident Evil movie, I remember, the way it was filmed was very static. Like, the camera didn't move that much at all. Right, right. But part two was started, you know, doing more like uh-huh. a shaky cam and more... Steady cam and stuff like that. Well, was you it know the what? second one that she ran down the building? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I seen with you guys in Mount Vernon. Oh, uh, okay. I okay. was there for that too, actually. Were you there with yep. us? Yeah. Me and my buddy Corey. But I remember us watching that and I was thinking, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is she this kick-ass badass, but now she can strap on a damn... Here's my problem. She fist fights Nemesis. Right. You can't even knife fight Nemesis in the fucking game. But she's Alice. No, she's, she's Paul Anderson's wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Like, okay, in this scene, she dies. I'm like, no, she can't die. I'm like, why? She's Paul Anderson's wife. I have seven more sequels to pump out of her. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Plus, the one thing I the, the go ahead, go ahead. thing I remember from part two the most, and from the whole movie series in general, was they res- they rescue Mike Epps. And uh, they they hand I him dro- a gun. Yep. GTA motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, motherfucker, please, my shit is custom. Yeah, sure. He has like yep. two gold plated fucking gold deagles. forty four yep. mag yep. desert eagles. <laughs> and then he fucking shits his pants and drops him when Nemesis smokes everybody. And he's like, respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, when, fucking... when I think the Resident Evil movies, I just think Mike Epps. My shit is custom. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, please. <laughs> He did so. I like how he's uh, eyeballing the fucking stripper zombies. Yeah, <laughs> like the dude. He, he the, got killed in the fourth or fifth. The one, second. He? he got he killed was, in the next one. Yeah, third one. Yeah, I thought. I thought he, it I was know. the one where they're in the desert. Yeah. He gets bit by a zombie. He and gets dies bit halfway in through. a hotel, and then he ends up. Even though he knows he's gonna fucking turn, but he's too. It's like it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. When they write characters like that, like that dude fucking knows what's gonna happen. Surely he could just sit there and be like, nah, you guys go on without me. I got bit. Sorry, guys. Love you. I thought for sure he made it through at least one whole movie. After nope. That, but, oh, know. he did. <laughs> just the second one. <laughs> nope. He dies in the third. Uh, Oded Fair does, too. Wait, yeah. what was Apocalypse. the second Resident Evil movie? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. So he dies in Extinction. Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <coughs> I have never been more disappointed in a movie than when I saw Extinction in theaters. It only took me one Resident Evil movie in theaters to realize Resident Evil movies in theaters is not my thing. And that was, the first <laughs> yeah. one. was that the first one? No, it was one with you guys. Apocalypse. The first one I had watched actually in this living room. Right, okay. And there was a room full of us and we were just sitting around That's right, it. that's right. Uh, but yeah, after that I... It was one of those, well, I'll, I'll throw it on while I'm doing something kind of movies. It wasn't something that I sat and 
I, I strived for. I used to get excited when those movies would come out until uh, I watched Afterlife. I got pissed that it was just a Resident Evil 5 clone with nothing, none of the charm of Resident Evil 5. Right. No boulder punching involved. And then Retribution came out, and I'm like, I'll watch it eventually. I didn't watch it till, uh the final chapter came out, and I'm like, fuck it. Like I said, I only watched the first and the second one all the way through to others. I've, se- I've seen bits and pieces of all of them, but uh-huh. the first one's one that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me, like mm-hmm. just because, like it, I said, the way it was filmed. I won't lie. I still rewatched the first one. The first e- one is good. Even though I hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I fucking hate that film just because of the way it absolutely butchered Resident Evil lore. But at the same time, I can accept that movie for what it is mm-hmm. and enjoy it. But, but we're all going to die down here. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. JD, whatever. what video games movies did you and I go see together? Because we've uh, seen so many... Fu- we've been uh, in the movies together so many fucking times. We might as well be married. That, that's know. a proposal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, you? pass. Did you, did you watch Wing Commander together? Damn it. I was expecting you to say Last Starfighter. I wasn't no, going to bring it up. No. I remember the first time I, saw, I watched Wing Commander... First time, and I I don't know anything about the video game. Mark Hamill's. But I remember watching the movie. It was like okay, and the fourth that, one that was that was interesting. But now I can't tell you a damn thing about it. Other no, than... if if they wouldn't have had fucking Matthew Lillard, and they wouldn't have had fu- they turned it into a fucking teen angsty fucking rom com. Oh my fucking god! I, I swear I, to God, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. But my the general consensus seems to be it's Starship Troopers, but worse. It's way worse than Starship Troopers. It's not. It's not some masterful, masterful art piece, but like I like space, I like spaceships, I like space battles, and some of the space stuff they do actually turns out really good, but then other halves of it are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Just in like, yeah, you get my point. Oh, I, I understand. So, so that movie's a love hate thing. Do you know why it sold decently well in the first week that it was out? Because of Frey Prince Jr. Because of good advertising? Mm-hmm. Uh, it had the trailer for Star Wars attached to it. Uh, really? Yep. I remember going to the theater to watch the see the episode. Mm. I, like, it had already aired on TV, and I remember going to the theater to watch the trailer for episode one there. <laughs> and we left. <laughs> <laughs> because I could not stand to sit and watch through through that. Yeah. Damn, at least I got to the end of Power Rangers before I walked out. <laughs> well, once it started pelvic thrusting, you were like, I'm out. Pretty that, much. That's just too much. But yeah, it had one of the new trailers for Star Wars. It came out in March of 99, and Star Wars came out in May. I'm a little guilty of that, too. Uh, I remember I only went to see The Hobbit. I wasn't even interested in it, but I only went to see it because I thought it had a trailer for Godzilla. And it did not, and I was horribly disappointed about it that. It had a trailer for Debbie Does Dallas Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> so you were happy about that, at least. There was a Part 2. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there was a remake. I have that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. It makes me miss, speaking of The Hobbit, but like every year at the holiday, it's like it's like Hollywood has done a really good job of giving you a reason to go back to the movies during Christmas. And they did the Lord of the Rings movies, they spaced them out right there at holiday times. So you got Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King. That was magical. And then Star Wars decided, shit, we're going to start pushing everything around Christmas time, too. Uh-huh. 
So all those Star Wars movies, we kind of got, there was a good stretch of those as well. And then The Hobbit decided they were going to do the same when they released The Hobbit. And they weren't as good, but it was still kind of nice to have something to look forward to at mm-hmm. Christmas time. And now we don't have shit to look forward to. Like there's... Nope. We may not even have theaters. A lot of them are going under, man. Yeah. And they're not coming back. Or when uh, Star Trek Nemesis came out. It was like the lowest grossing Star Trek movie ever. But that's not so much because of the quality of the movie. I know a lot of people complain about it. Right. I, I like thoughts. it. But uh, the thing is, it was competing against Return of the King. Right. Because like, that, mo- that was released like a week before or a week after Star mm-hmm. Trek was. Mm-hmm. So that sucked up all the money. Box office like a black and hole. When- I don't understand how that all works in general, but it seems like someone had to have seen that. You know what I mean? Someone in the fucking pipeline that makes decisions to be like, you guys realize that... And it wasn't like Return of the King came out like, oh, six months ago we decided for Return of the King. They were advertising originally when they released Fellowship of the Ring. This shit's coming out these holidays. Like, mm-hmm. if you watch the original trailer for, like, even four years prior, they had announced these movies are coming right. out. Right, it wasn't like it was some big surprise last second. And yeah. usually that falls through, but no, they, they fucking pulled it off. But whatever. Ironically, I, I never I never watched all the Lord of the Rings movies all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of all of them. But I have watched the the Hobbit movies. Okay. Well, I think you missed out on that because the think, Hobbit yeah. movies kind of suck. <laughs> oh, Desolation of Smog was pretty awesome. Desolation's the only really good one. Yeah. Smog, smog is pretty smog badass. Is pretty smog. Benedict Cumberbatch is the perfect fucking smog. <laughs> I know the guy you... guy has a treasure this... room that... <laughs> I'm fucking uh, Scrooge McDuck would be jealous of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scrooge McDuck could beat his little. Yes. That's a crossover I want to see. His <laughs> little <laughs> duck dick all over that. Scrooge wishes he had that much gold, man. I'm gonna say something controversial. I'm listening. You no, <laughs> but I honestly think he is a better con. We are about to have words. I don't know. I, I the reason is because my, the way I feel about the second Star Trek movie. The reason I like him better as Khan is because you can see him. It's almost like he carries all his weight in his face whenever he acts. And he does a very good convincing, like, look, I'm in trouble and I need help, to I am fucking your shit. (laughs) And he carries that so goddamn good. He's like, Kirk, I need your help to do this. And then at the end, he's like, I don't need your help anymore, motherfucker. Yeah, I needed your help to fuck you. I got what I wanted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, at one point when they get on uh, the vengeance, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're helping him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he even calls it out. Yeah, so I, I, I love both both uh, Maltabon and mm-hmm. I do too. Batch. I mean, and, they're and, both amazing. I, I, I love them for different reasons, but right. yeah, I see <laughs> right. what you're saying, though, man. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, you you couldn't imagine Ricardo Maltabon shedding a fucking tear over his comrades. He's, right, he's too badass for that. He's a man's man. But I understand though that you know. They couldn't just make fucking Star Trek 2. And that's what they really wanted. They're like, that's what we wanted. Well, and they're like, well, what's the best Star Trek movie that they've got? 2. How do we make that again? They're like, you can't. Right, exactly. <laughs> How about we stand it on its side and try to see if people think about it differently? Let's try that. And that's right. what they got. Right. Well, the whole fucking Abrams Trek universe. I mean, once again, I've got my pet peeves on it. Because... I mean, I made my peace with it because they made an alternate timeline. So that way you can rewrite your lore. And so that makes it acceptable. And yeah, still tell new stories with it, old characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so but at the same time it's still they completely disregard any other fucking at all they exist whatever yeah they don't talk about the politics anymore or the no. exploration aspect yep. and, yeah yep it's, it's all more just, of an action franchise yep, now it is yep. that's that's the problem with it they did that to yep. fucking star wars too mm-hmm. and, well and that's maybe why i liked star trek and into darkness more is because they made it and don't get me wrong, I have a firm appreciation for Star Trek. I'm sitting mm-hmm. around three guys that would probably watch Star Trek over Star Wars for the most uh, part. Uh, depends on the day of the week and what mood I'm in. Pretty much. Because I love them both. That's why I really did like those two movies, because I I didn't watch all the TV series, and I've you know got piecemeal of Next Generation and stuff like that. But the movies I always watched, the Star Trek movies right. I always sat down, and I, I, I watched those, and I had appreciation for them. I wasn't... Dressing up like a fucking... <laughs> we weren't either. You know, well, you know what I mean. I didn't go out and buy Star Trek toys. Right. I have a half dozen lifesavers or whatever, but... Yep. But when it comes to Star Trek, like, when they redid that and made it to Kelvin... They call it the Kelvin timeline. Kelvin timeline, correct. Like, I I watched that first movie and was like, I really want to fucking see a second one. After they made that first one, I thought, fuck, this is going to be good. Right. Well, and and I I don't want to get it misconstrued with anyone listening. I do enjoy the Kelvin timeline. I do enjoy those movies just as much as I enjoy the other ones. But in the back of my mind, they're like – it's like when you you make a collage or something and there's just that one thing you have out of place and no one notices it. And you're like, well, I can't change it, mm-hmm. but you just stare at it, <laughs> and you fucking you mean you mean mug that one little fucking thing you did wrong, and to you it just bl- it it's on fire and it's screaming and it's shooting flares and fireworks, and you can't help but stare at it. And everyone else is like, oh my god, this is beautiful, this is so amazing. And you're like, oh my god, thank you, I graciously accept your you know <laughs> y- your your platitudes. And then you look at that one little thing that pisses you the fuck off, and then you fucking you're pissed again. Because you know it's there and it bothers you, but that, at the same time, I agree. You still like a, love yeah. what it is. The, the one thing, for at least in the first Star Trek movie, more than the second one because it's there, but whatever, is why did they feel it necessary to give Spock a romance with Uhura? Right. It's not fan service. It pleases no one other than SJWs. To be perfectly honest, it has no bearing in Star Trek whatsoever. I think it, and this this is just my aspect of it because Kirk wanted her and the guy that not only you know was the cause of his problems in this department it's now the cause of his problems in his romantic department too because he originally wanted her remember but he flirted with her he couldn't have her he didn't and then he pissed him off even more that the guy that he fucking (laughs) the the guy Uh that fucked him over in the academy is the guy that's wanting to Kick, kick him out of a love life, but too. There's a word for that. Teenage angst. Right. Where's that in my Star Trek? Okay, here's the thing. Kirk wasn't in love with Uhura. He wanted to fuck her. Right, that's my point. And, and now he's just kind of like, well, I could have banged her if I wanted to, even though Spock's porking her now. Right. right, but I mean, but here's the other thing, too. Now that Kirk is in command, he's never once tried to abuse that power to anyone beneath him. Not in the new movies. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I mean, you see my point. Uh-huh. He, as a character, he at least had the development where he's like, I can't I can't be that person anymore. I'm now in charge of a starship. And that's why I said not so much in the second one. Right. In the first one, it's just too much. Well, yeah. Oh, I see your point. Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's what I love about, uh, what, what I love and hate about 
Chris Pine's portrayal as Kirk. In the first two movies, he's just this immature, impulsive right. brat as, okay. a, as a person. He is right. exactly what they describe and Kirk as. He doesn't as. show any growth until the end of uh, Into Darkness. Right. You know? And then part three comes around, Star Trek Beyond. I still haven't even seen and it. It's pretty good. I, I love Star Trek Beyond. I, I love this movie for this reason. He is the Captain Kirk I recognized from the original series. At the, the beginning. At the beginning of that movie. Because he's on his birthday, just like he was in Wrath of Khan, drinking alone. Yeah, my, I, I remember watching this movie. I was like, okay, this is this is more, much more like a, a Shatner performance than a Chris Pine, whiny brat, immature I douchebag. I kind of wish I had seen it now. <laughs> Which is funny, huh. because... That's the one I turn against. That's hilarious. That makes more sense now. Maybe I never liked Star Trek. God damn it. I, I've never been a Kirk fan. I'm a Picard fan, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say it. The only question I ever thought was hard is, do, do I, I like, like Kirk? Kirk? Do I like Picard? <laughs> well, it, it, it makes sense just for the factor of, I like the fact that he was, he grew up without a father in the new series He's not going to be the Kirk that we knew. He's not going to be, you know, mm-hmm. he questioned every move he made. The one guy that came in that kind of, sort of acted like a father figure to him, and then again, that was for a hot five seconds after he got in some deep shit. Right, it was uh, Captain Pike. Pike. Yep. And then he really wasn't even a father figure to him. He was just like, dude, you should join the Academy. Get off your fucking ass and get up and do something right. And, he, you know, he kind of put pressured him into it, and he's just like, he did. He did pull a dick move because he's like, "Your dad did something fucking amazing. You have to live up to that now." Yeah, yeah. I'm setting a standard that most people will never ever achieve. Way to go! Good luck. Yeah, and I love that. No he's pressure. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a dick move. Now you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck Pike. Yeah. <laughs> your dad was this really cool guy who did this really cool thing one time. You need to do that the rest of your life. <laughs> what was we he? We need to do it for three sequels. <laughs> what was it? He was like. Your uh, your dad was a commanding was a commander for like six minutes, like then he died, saving all of us. What have you done? We're way off fucking topic again. He was a Helmsworth. <laughs> What's another video game movie? Uh, see. We're gonna have to split this episode up into fucking maybe thirds because it's gonna be fucking long as shit. Nah, we don't get a chance to talk to JD very often. Let's let it go. Let's go. Let's fucking go. We'll take a break here and talk JD. in a minute and stop and we'll. If you want, I'm I'm fine. If you guys need a break, I got to anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, we'll come back after the break then. That sounds like <laughs> a perfect time to stop. Let mortal combat begin. A handful of people on a leaky boat are gonna save the world. 